0: find that well I, I used to be the the scout leader in this area and there was a, a kid down the street he wasn't a part of the organization but he was within the boundaries and i went down and i just knocked on the door quite randomly just because hey there's a kid here yeah. you want to be in let's scouts get him, let's get him in the scouts and uh, Anyway, he came, and we had a ball. And he was really, you know, when he first started coming, he was kind of shy, a little awkward. But he just, I, you could see him blossoming, and he was doing things and getting advancements. And he was all about the whole program. Uh, and Then, anyway, when he got out of my group and was going on to the next one, it was interesting that his, his mother came in, and and she started to cry. She said, you have no idea. What you've done for my son.
1: This is the Jar Podcast, where real people have real conversations. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're making the most of your today. And uh, this afternoon, uh, we're joined by Barry Arnold, and uh, Barry is uh, a friend of a friend. So when I when I got to Salt Lake, I had to post uh, a help me notice in Facebook to see what friends had a friend and acquaintance living in Utah. And a good friend, good friend of mine, a fraternity brother, Jesse Burke, reached out and gave me Barry's name. And Barry and I chatted a bit on on the SMS, and, you know, here I am in this beautiful home, you know, up on top of a hill, you know, a bit north of Ogden, big bit north of uh, Salt Lake City, looking back just down on the valley, and it's just a... It's absolutely a stunning view and really looking forward, to, Barry, to seeing where the jar takes you and, and hearing some of your, your wisdom from, uh, from your years of travel in the US and building homes and, and buildings and all the projects and the travel you've done. Why don't you take a moment and give some background to you, to who you are and what's your place in the universe?
0: Sure, I'm, as mentioned, my name is Barry Arnold. I'm 62 years old, and I've been a practicing structural engineer for about 35 years. That, uh, in that time, uh, since graduating from college, I've traveled extensively around the, the world as well as in the country and really enjoyed it. In my younger years, I moved a lot. By my count, I think we'd moved 26 times as a family. And so I've gotten to meet a lot of people, um, wow. both formally, people you know, neighbors and stuff. But uh, I've always found myself more on the interviewing side of things instead of being the interviewee because I've always found people really interesting. Oh,
1: okay. Then, then this is going to be fun. Now you're on the it's, other side.
0: Yeah, it's frightening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes <laughs> a jar can be a little intimidating as, you know, I think people have heard... You know, guests sit down and go, whoa, that's a lot of questions. Or that jar is bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So it is, it's a, It's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, I think I think you'll enjoy the journey. Um, you know, I think you've got probably a lot to share. It'd be interesting. You know, if we've had some, you know, the guests run all different kinds of backgrounds. And, and certainly you're going to add to the mosaic uh, that we're painting across the U.S.,
0: Oh, hopefully it'll work well for you.
1: Yeah. Well, let's let's get started. Let's see where the jar takes you. Pull one out and hand it to me and I'll read it for the audience. And I'll give you a chance to organize a beautiful philosophical question or I'm sorry, answer. Mm. And if it's a question that doesn't make sense or you don't want to answer it, just set it aside. Very easy. Some sometimes they're worded mm. a little bit strange. Yeah, set That's it gonna aside. Be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: will give that one a go.
1: Yeah, you, you, you realize really. You look, I like it the first question. Ooh, that looks kind of hard. And then picks the second question, looks at it, goes, damn, they're all going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, in your opinion, how do big charities sustain themselves? Uh.
0: You know, I've had a lot of experience with charities because oh, okay. I've very good. I've been on the side of trying to raise money and help people out and do things as well as I volunteer in a lot of organizations. And it's a it's very unfortunate because there's a lot of people and companies out there that take advantage. Call hmm. they call themselves a charity, which really just enriches the ownership of that charity, but they very do very little yes and it doesn't take a whole lot uh to look fairly deep (laughs) you don't even have to look deep google it find out your top 10 charities and see how much money is donated and how much money actually goes to that charity and you know for heaven's sakes i see lots and lots of people doing uh some good work like doctors without borders and stuff like that Mm. uh locally here we have groups that go down into South America and help build schools and things like that, and I know where my money is going. They go there at their own cost. The overhead is very small. It's nice. And then you see some that just take advantage of of people. You see a lot of them on TV at night, I think. Mind you, I have no way of validating that because some of these charities are owned by charities that are owned by charities, and you don't know you can't trace things very where well. Where the money comes, uh, yeah. Yeah, where the money comes from. So unfortunately, uh, I mean, charities was a good thing. I donate quite a bit to charities, uh, not only time, but money and resources. Uh, I was working with a charity that was sending used hospital equipment from the U.S., stuff that wasn't up to current standards yeah, in yeah. the U.S., and we were sending it to China to rural, rural areas, and it was really different for me because I'm used to the way we do things in America, and over there I had to figure out how to hang X-ray equipment from bamboo beams. So, But like I said, I like to stay close to them and know who it is I'm supporting.
1: Yeah. Let's keep going. Find another oh. one. Yeah, we're just kind of sometimes rapid fire. Do you celebrate the little things in life along the way often enough? Mm
0: -hmm. My answer to that would be no. However, that's something that I encourage everybody else to do. Every little thing can be a win, but on a personal level, I don't do it as much as I should. I think, and it's an important part of it, you know, the celebration. Hey, I got this done today. I got this done Mm -hmm. this week. However, I'm trying to get a lot better at it. I, you know, I try to make a celebration, whether it's, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. Sometimes you just do the happy dance when you come in the house. Hey, I got the garden planted, or I got it plowed, or I did this. Maybe it's a bowl of ice cream, but you say, hey. You like when I go and speak at a conference or something like that, I always stop at one of my favorite places, and I say, I get the big shake, which by big, I mean, it's the biggest shake that you could ever imagine. And, uh, I say, this is what I earned Ah. for flying across the country and doing a seminar and doing a presentation. So I I am getting better at it, but, uh, I come from a family that one of those refrains we often heard when our youth was, you know, don't get a big head or stuff like that. So, so it wasn't a good thing to pat yourself on the back.
1: Yeah. I had a, I had a boss that was really good at this, um, and he was, you know, he would always kind of find that little spot somewhere along the way of a project and would always take time to, you know, say, you, you gotta sit, you look, every, you gotta remember this moment was his thing.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: remember this moment. And that was the celebration part for him, you know, on this journey. Of yeah. Some-
0: why, why not sit down and enjoy the space? It's like years ago, I uh, hiked over to Mount Hood. And as I was waking my way for, through the forest, I also, I, you know, you're way up into the trees, and there's this big, beautiful mountain. I mean, that's what everybody's there. Everybody's clicking pictures of this beautiful, snow-capped mountain, and you're thinking, wow, yeah, isn't that nice? And then I got to looking around, and there's these little tiny blue flowers. It's so tiny. They're like the head of an eraser, you know, on a wooden pencil. Tiny, tiny, tiny flower. And there's billions of them, and they're just beautiful, and there was all kinds of strange flowers that I'd never seen before because they were such a high elevation. Yeah, that's yeah. where they lived. And it wasn't until I got home that I realized I had more pictures of all those flowers. Mind mm-hmm. you, they weren't good, real good, because the wind was blowing a little bit and those little tiny oh, flowers and yeah. <laughs> these big stems would... However, I had more pictures of the flowers than I did of Mount Hood. So, yeah, the little things. Oh, Celebrate the little things. Yeah. You planted a garden, flowers are coming up. That's great. Celebrate.
1: Yeah, let's keep going. I love that. Yeah, I missed. I realized the other day I missed the uh, one the one month anniversary of the jar. You know, came and went this week, uh, and I and I missed it. You know, I had a chance to have a little birthday celebration with the team. Got to go back and make that happen. Is the future out of your control?
0: There's. Parts of it that are, Uh, I I wouldn't say there's anything determined for you, but it's, but for the most part, I think you can actually plan your day, you plan your successes. Again, I think that's a generational thing because I was raised to understand that if you're going to get anywhere in life, you're going to get exactly the reward you deserve. The more effort you put into it, the harder you work, the more inventive you are, you're going to find more success, which, whatever success means yes, to you. Yeah. However, there's things like, the, you know, international governments and, you know, is, uh, yeah, what did uh, guilty governments, let's call them that, <laughs> you know. Uh, sometimes they're a, a bit of a challenge and they throw a wrench in the works, but that doesn't mean that I can't adapt and adjust. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think the, the key is just being real nimble on your feet, you know, don't plant yourself and say, I'm going to be this. I mean, how many people started as something like an accountant yeah, and true. then <laughs> all of a sudden years <laughs> later, they're interviewing people across the nation. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's very curious and, but it's adapting. You're you're changing. You're growing, and that's what you want to be doing. And that part you can mold. I uh, I do some wood carving, and one of the pieces that people tend to really like is this. It's it's a just a cube, about six inches tall, and it's got no. It's not even. It's about four inches tall, and it's got four faces, one on each side. And I always tell people that the reason I keep that where I do is to remind myself. That you can create your day. So there's one smiling face. There's an ornery face. There's a sad face. You know, there's, you know, all this stuff. But you can can create your day. Every day is a new day. You can create it however you want. Yes. Now, there's things that are outside your control. I can't go out and buy a Lamborghini. However... I got a nice bike downstairs if I really need to get around. I mean, (laughs) it's, there are options and too many people, unless they have, this, I think some people get the idea that it has to be just so, you know, like you see it on YouTube or something and and you think, oh, I want it just like that. Well, well, no, why? Just what is the real purpose and what you want? Go Mm. get it. Don't worry about if somebody else did it a little different or you're doing it different than all the rest of the crowd. Maybe you'll find greater success. Maybe you'll find easier ways to do things. So yeah. control the things you can. But, uh, yeah, just keep your eye on the horizon for the stuff that's coming up. I thought, you know, at my age, it's funny. I've seen a lot of people. They've had huge changes in their careers. Yeah, at this right at this age. Yeah. yeah. And... And, well, my dad's a good example of this. He was a pharmacist for the first 20 years of my life. And, and I was always used to him wearing a white smoke. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, always clean and everything like that. And he just said, you know, I hate being a pharmacist. I really <laughs> he didn't want to go into it in school. Uh, but anyway, he was pretty gifted in chemistry and things like that. So yeah. he ended up being a pharmacist. So anyway, he quit it. Just dropped right out of being a pharmacist. Went back to school to become a machinist. And all of a sudden, I've seen him walk around with his green overalls and, and, and dirt and, and in and his fingernails. Hand, like greasy hand. What? Like That's and, crazy job. That's a crazy you, switch. you never saw a guy happier because he liked doing things with his hands. He liked making metal parts and doing stuff and working on a lathe and doing all this custom stuff. That was a whole lot more fulfilling to him than filling pill bottles you know i mean that was pills yeah it wasn't such a so yeah control those things and sometimes it does take those huge deviations from the the standard or you know but he was happy and we were happy for him Mm -hmm. so matter of fact it was from that experience i always told my kids i don't care what you do in life as long as there was two requirements first you got to pay your own bills cuz the bank of daddy is closing right eventually and the closes. other one is be happy with what you do because it reflects in your whole life and your family how you treat the people in your family you know you're a, if you're happy at work you come home you're excited you're happy yeah, as yeah, well yeah absolutely and it just it's an added bonus and it was funny i went i worked through college as a uh, doing mechanic work and I would sit in my math classes, my upper division math classes for engineering, and I'm looking at my dirty, dirty, caked in, you know, ground in There's dirt no There's no clean
1: that. There's no cleaning in
0: that. Oh, it was, and I, I was like, this is my motivation. Why I'm going to pass this calculus classes because I I don't want to have this. And yet all of my sons did exactly that, and they're all doing it now, and they're all very happy in the, you know, working as... Uh, You know, maintenance people, one owns an ag shop, one, uh, he used to work on automobiles and then he decided to get a franchise for uh, tools and, and anyway, but they're all happy and I've done what I told them. I always, we set aside money so they could go to college and become orthodontist or something and here they all went their own way and they're perfectly happy with it, so. Yeah. So they've made their path in life, they've made their choices where they're going and, and it's not to say that that's they're stuck on a path. I mean, that's terrible. So yeah, they're on. Yeah. Oh, they're on the they're on the road, right? And they may yeah. they may take another exit. Who knows? Keep light on your feet. You know, just like being that. able to dance a little bit with it and go with the flow. Don't worry about it too much.
1: Let's keep going. Yeah. Pass. Oh or, no! Sorry, oh. he's okay with it. Let's see. Ooh. Can we teach someone how to love
0: themselves? I don't think so. I think we can love them and Mm. show appreciation for them and let them understand their value. The the problem is, is the word love. What the heck does love mean? I love my cat. I love my truck. I love my house. I love my wife. I love ice cream. You make love. You love to hate people sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, uh, Yeah. <laughs> see, it's part of the sloppiness in the English language is what the heck does that word mean? Yeah. Is and love? a while ago, I was really studying, trying to figure out, because I, I'm, I'm guessing here, but I think some of the first uses of the word love came from the Old Testament. And I'm talking about from the original, because they talked about love and things like that. And you're like, well, what was that? And if you look back at the definition, not the modern definitions, because okay. they're meaningless. They don't help us at all. Great. If you think about it, it doesn't make any sense at all. But if you look at the older, and, and, and mind you, there isn't no ancient Hebrew dictionary that I know of. You're just going off of the context of the thing. Okay, okay. So, what did love mean? And the way, sort of the way I came away from it and thinking about it was that it's really like I see the value in you. When I love when I say I love you I'm saying I see the value in you. I see your potential. Yeah. I see I can see the person that you can be. Not the person you are, but the person you can be. And that's that was what I have the impression that's what was translated as our word love. I think that sounds that sounds good to me. And now it's yeah. Well, just think about it differently. When you're talking to uh, a member of your family and you say you love them, what, is it, what, is you, what does it mean? Well, in this day and age, it means nothing. I mean.
1: Yeah, because the definition is hard. There's,
0: there's too many definitions. But back yeah. then, it only had that one idea, that one connotation. That yeah. I see the greatness in you. I see your potential. I see who you can be.
1: And that sounds like a biblical way to yeah. look at things, right? It sounds yeah. like a spiritual way to look at things. Yeah.
0: I mean, it talks about, you know, God so loved the world. Well, what does it mean when God loved the world? Don't know. Yeah. He saw the value in it. Yeah. He saw the potential. He saw what it could be, who you could be. So the challenge in that question then is, you know. Is the word. Is the is the word itself. And how do you teach somebody to see the value in themselves? Um yeah, which, is, it, which is difficult other than... You said it the first to, one. You to sh- praise them. To, 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 yeah, to, to you know, show, you know. Say the, these things. And hopefully they'll uh, grab onto that idea and think, yeah, I I did this well. I, Of course, now the challenge is, is you know, I was uh, listening to a program last night and they were talking about, um, you know, the problem with the, uh, some... Groups of kids nowadays is, you know, everybody gets a trophy for everything. Okay. So how does the guy that really sacrificed and tried hard, that really stood out, I mean, he doesn't even know what grade he got. He just got a trophy because they're not given grades anymore. Or, or like my son, or my grandson plays on a, on a baseball team and they won the national, the tournament for the state But yet the second place team got twice the size of the trophy, you know? And it's like, so it really messes with your mind. It's like, how do you come up with something? How do I value me when there is no way to acknowledge that? Like now they're doing away with valedictorians at graduation and things like that. You know, the people that really excelled. You see all kinds of things and you're like, you're robbing people of an opportunity to really shine and and learn to love themselves, to appreciate who they are, and, and, and see what are, their potential. Some people are is.
1: geared up like that. I mean, you can't yeah. you take it away from them. That's they're going to find it
0: somewhere else. Exactly, and that can you be you can't stop problematic. That. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that that you can't stop, you can't stop people from like that, like that, uh, doing what they're going to do to get that recognition. Let's keep mm. going. It's interesting. Yeah, the love question is a great one now. I, this will be your, your answer will really resonate with me for a while. I'll have a hard <laughs> time. I'll have a hard time forgetting that one. What's your first memory? How, how old were you? It's oh, your first time for that question.
0: I have um, two memories, and they happened very close. It was uh, summertime, I was probably about four years old. And we lived in Arizona at the time, down in Mesa, Arizona, and the neighbors had a pool, which was just sort of unheard of back in the yes. '60s. Yeah, it was above ground pool, and oh, I just so wanted to go out there. My wife or my my mother said, "Well, go out and ask him if you can swim in it." And it was one of those places where we didn't have a fence separating yeah. <laughs> our yards, <laughs> no. so I just went up and walked up and down the property line, and I can remember seeing myself. Walking up and down the property line, like hoping somebody would say, "Oh, hey, Barry, you want to come swim?" (laughs) I think that was the very first one, and the second one came because I started school in the when I was five years old, uh, kindergarten, and I was walking to school and I was kicking a can, and I kicked it out into the street, and the car slammed on its brakes, and you know, no accident or anything like that, but. All of a sudden, I don't know, about noontime, lunchtime, a cop shows up at the school and he's asking the teacher if anybody would said anything or seen anything about who was kicking the can out in the street. And I was, of course, just freaked out. I ran all the way home and... uh, (laughs) I, I ran all the way home. The cops were looking for and, you? Yeah. The can kicker. The can kicker. And I can still remember going into the closet there. and pulling all the clothes down on top of me and hiding there until <laughs> my, my mom came home. So earliest memories, that you, would be... You didn't get a right? You didn't go to the ho- pokey? No, no. I have... No.
1: <laughs> God, that's so funny. Boy, you couldn't. You can't get, a, can't get a cop to show up today to hardly anything. Oh, uh, that's true. Back then, it's a... Kicking the can, the cops are looking for the kick, can kicker.
0: <laughs> Some oh. juvenile delinquent kicking yeah. cans into the street. You five-year-old hood, hey, yeah. five-year-old
1: hoodlum. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. So funny. What a great kid! That's a first time for that question. That's great.
0: Let's
1: celebrate those little first timers. When was the last time you really listened to someone you had just met?
0: You know, I mentioned a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, you, sh- you last shared last night. Bit. Okay. Yeah, I I used to travel a lot for work. That's how I I got around to seeing so much of the United States and a lot of cities. And when you're sitting on those planes day after day, uh, sometimes two, three, four times a week, it gets a little monotonous. And of course, you know, there was always an opportunity. You can talk to the person next to you if they were willing, and often. Uh, you know, after expe- ex- you know, having the customary pleasantries and introductions and stuff, if they seem receptive, I would ask a question that I still use sometimes. It drives my wife crazy because she's like, how do you always just strike up conversations with people? Well, I ask one question, and I look over to my seatmate, make eye contact, and I say, tell me, tell me the story that defined you. I see. How? What is that? What is that one place that made all the difference? You know, maybe it was a, you know, a teacher in school, or something recently happened—the uh, death of a spouse. I, mean, I mean, who knows? But what is that? Yeah. What did those look like? And uh, boy, we would have some of the best, most enlightening, enlightening conversations. Just you saw the, you really began to love people. Right. You begin to appreciate them yes, in a bigger way. Absolutely. Because you and you look at and listen to them. And sometimes we'd be off the plane and we'd be laughing to the point of tears. Um, at one point, I was laughing so hard I couldn't get off the plane. I just let people go by because I, you know, it was I, I laughed till I hurt. And other times we cry. And yeah, you can hear some real. Yeah, you'll hear real trauma, yeah. real stories. Yeah, and for the good or bad, I mean, there's all, of course, I've always sort of viewed it. What if, now, I, I have a certain religious background, and I have a certain feeling about spiritual things, but I've always thought, what if everything that happened to you was for you to evaluate and understand? So maybe there's nothing really bad. Maybe it's just a new thing you're supposed to learn. And when you start to look at your bad things in a more positive light, you're, I mean, looking at like, what am I going to learn from this? What is the wisdom? You used the word earlier. You said yeah. the wisdom. What is the wisdom I can gain yeah, from this? Yeah. That's, so, there's benefits, oh, so there's benefits in either way. That's a crazy
1: flip, right? Yeah. That flips the scenario upside down yeah. in, a ver- in
0: a very good way. Yeah. So you can learn from the good, you can learn from the bad and 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 I was learning from these people. Uh, that idea of the, the wisdom I mean wisdom's only useful if you learn it.
1: Yeah, and I I or, like that. I like that analogy that, that that way of looking at it. Everything bad happens is a is a is supposed to happen is, in a way, right? Or well, not supposed to happen, but it's an opportunity it? to learn. Yeah. And it's a challenge to get around it, to get over it, to to you know to to carry it with you as a as a piece of wisdom, another.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, there would always be some debate. I I'd look at look at how many times in the Bible they use the word wisdom. Yes. And then then go back and look at what it, wisdom meant back in the day, and uh, you begin to understand how important that was. What did you learn from this? um and i try not to let i mean bad things happen to me all the time but i could say well what did i learn from this and then it makes takes the sting away a little bit yeah yeah, you know and life is good and you know it could have been worse how many times did your mom say that one you know oh yeah this was like well that could have been worse and you're like
1: well well, well,
0: no but it was bad already Yeah, yeah you're Broke your arm, but you know what? You could have broke both of them. You know, it's, it's like there was always this thing that it could have been worse. Yes. So anyway, I the transfer of wisdom, not knowledge, but the transfer yeah. of wisdom is so important. And in those little conversations I would have with people, whether it would go for an hour or two hours or sometimes four or five hours, you find so much wisdom that other people have to offer.
1: Really, I'm, I'm on that journey now. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing.
0: There's a lot of good people with good stories to tell that are literally going to waste because they're not out there in the public forum to be digested and to learn from it.
1: Well, we give a voice to the, I'd like to say, the fringe of every issue. You know, and mm-hmm. the, whether it's you know green or blue or or you know whatever the colors or or the, the political party or the medical part, you know, medical views of life and all these controversial things happening. We we the fringe. Most people are in the middle mm-hmm. on everything, and you know, but we do seem to fan the flames and put the spotlight on the lunatics from either side, screaming yep. and you know frothing at the mouth about their why they're so right but yet they have no ability to listen to somebody else. No, nope. uh, no, no interest in gaining any wisdom.
0: Exactly. Just winning the they a can shouting always, match. Yep. They can only see it from their perspective. Yes. And, and that's the problem. And see, in these conversations, there was never any judgment. I, at least not on my part, uh, you yeah. know, as we shared stuff back and forth. I, you know, when they left the plane, I think they left feeling a little bit of a weight off their shoulder I didn't gain that weight. It was just gone because they maybe were looking at their problems a little different because of the conversation yeah. we had. And having that, I mean, a good conversation, that takes some work. It's like when my, uh, I had an uncle, my Uncle John, he was a really a great guy. And when, when he would take you aside and want to have a few minutes, he always took his watch off and would put it in his pocket because there was no such thing as a time limit on kid time. So you know, it if he had five minutes, took the watch off, put it. He didn't. know, it's what time do you need? Let's let's talk. Tell me what's going on in your life.
1: It's like yeah, it's,
0: yeah, it's great. Yeah, and so you began to uh, you, yeah. He spent the time, and that's what we would do. We would take the time to listen to each other, try to understand. I, I mean, these are people from very diverse backgrounds. Uh,
1: Oh, yeah, when you, you know, get on the plane, there's no, it's, there's no. You don't pick
0: your seat, man. There's no Tinder profiling.
1: Yes, yes. Well, you,
0: you, you, you get the first one that comes no. up. And so you got to understand their background, their history. They have a different perspective, a different yeah. view of the world. And it's, it's always interesting because it certainly taught me that my perspective of the world is only mine. It's not reality for anybody else. It's my reality. It's so true. So
1: let's keep going. That's great. <clears throat> I love how the, love how the oh. jars can prompt or the questions can prompt a real, you know, good recollection of a moment in life. I'm going to pass on yeah. that
0: one. Absolutely. I, I may come back to it because that's a good question.
1: Yeah, there's some, there's some that um, just need some time to, you, you want to answer, but it's like, ooh, I maybe need the time mm. to let that cook. Do you get along with negative people?
0: You know, I get along with with everybody that I choose to get along with, <laughs> which is, that sounds very deliberate, um, a little bit, a bit hostile. Yeah. yeah. There's some people that need to be dealt with harshly in life. And some people I make a choice to separate. I, I can get along with anybody, but I also can push people off. Uh, the last thing was, you know, I, I gave this... Uh, similarly a while ago to a friend of mine. I said, you know, life is like a billiard table. All the balls are out there and you take the cue ball and you hit one and it bounces off and it hits here and it goes there and you hit three other things. I says, you know, you can't control who's bumping into you but you can always keep your eye on the prize and realign with the ultimate goal that you were looking for. I mean, yeah, you're going to get knocked off track all the time, and that's what negative people feel like to me. Uh, ah. I, they are obstructions in the way, or they some of them. Some of them by, by obstructions in the way it makes it sound like I'm coming into contact with them. Sometimes they just come into contact with you, absolutely, and whack <laughs> you, and off you go in different directions than you wanted to, and. Yeah. Again, it's keeping the eye on the prize. What's the ultimate goal? Where do you want to be when you're older or farther in your career? Back to and the then, destiny. And then just realign yourself and and keep moving on. Yeah, so you the, have to deal with negative people. That destiny question, right?
1: You yeah. Know? Back to that one. Like it's you're just the negative person hits you. Okay. Yep. Oops.
0: Yep. It's it's life. Now where where am I? Where's it's, the goal? Yep. It's where's it's, the prize? It's just it's just life, and uh, sometimes you'll never understand it. Sometimes you will. Sometimes maybe that little detour you got pushed off on maybe ended up better than your original plan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, you remember the painter Bob Ross, he, he always is talking about his happy accidents. Yes. You know, there's, there's no such thing as a mistake. It's all a happy accidents. What if it was all happy accidents? You know, give you a chance to rethink old thoughts. Yeah. Because... Yeah. And and some people are bitter and who knows why they're that way. I I have I have no idea. I I, I don't purposefully make it harder for somebody else especially if they're in that way. Yeah. I I don't mind making people that are set in their ways feel a little uncomfortable, but I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody either. You know, and some people, you know, they don't want to open up. They don't want to talk about why they think the way they do or why they feel this way or that way. Some people are very guarded, but and they're all but they're all people you have to deal with. They're here, right? Yeah. So, and the negative people are just part of it. They're part just of life. separate yourself as quickly as possible from them. If you can't stand them. Thank, <laughs> thank them for their contribution yes. to get, yeah. and
1: move on. Well, uh, yes. Let's keep going. Let's find another one in there. You can reach deep. You can you can shout. There's no rules.
0: How well do you know yourself? Yeah, that's a that is really a tough one. I shouldn't have dug that deep in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a,
1: a warning to yourself, right? Reminder: don't dig so deep.
0: Well, if this life, in my opinion, if this life had any purpose, it's to learn about yourself Mm -hmm. you can get a lot of wisdom from yourself and i'm still surprised i I mentioned in my introduction i'm 62 years old and i'm still learning about myself and and i'm finding things that i all of a sudden thinking where did where did that trait come from you know why 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 am I doing it this way? Or why am I not rethinking about this? I think you do yourself a disservice anytime you stop learning and growing. And that includes Mm self-evaluation. Go back and see where you're at on a very personal or a spiritual or emotional level. I mean, it's one thing to go after those big goals, you know. I want to own a big company or I want to do this. But where, where are you at mentally and physically? Are you in good shape? Are you healthy? Are you mm-hmm. doing you know, taking care of your body and take care of your mind, keep taking care of your spirit, whatever that means? It means a lot of things to different people. But uh, And reflecting on if you're doing the right things for that part of your life is as important as those big goals that everybody else will see. So there's a benefit there, I think, to, to a lot of self-reflection. So, so I'm never going to be done with understanding myself, and I'm perfectly content with the idea. I think some people, even in their maybe in their teens, they get set in a way that you know it's like, well, my dad's a Democrat, therefore I'm a Democrat, and I will never think about this again. I will always be this thing because I don't want to spend the time to that's, evaluate away and, and, and see am. if it's still still yeah. something that I agree with. And I, I had a lot of friends that were that way. And I, yeah, it's rather uncomfortable when you, when you ask them, well, why do you think this? That, they're, those are the ones that get so belligerent and mouthy and carry on because they really have no idea they other than thought. somebody told them to be this way or yeah. this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have outrage at this. Well, why should I have outrage at this? You know, they, they don't ever do that self-reflection and doing that regularly, if not constantly is very important for a for a well for a meaningful life for me yeah I,
1: I think it is more comfort comforting in a way yeah. I think for some people to not have those challenge not to challenge your own belief system yeah and
0: I know it's uh, like when I go out to eat with my wife, I'm one that I can say, bring me number four, and she'll say, well, what's a number four? I have no idea. I've never been here before. Well, how do you know you're going to like it? Well, what difference does it make? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living with the idea that this will not be my last mill. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this this is not the one they're going to look at in the morgue. I, I'm pretty sure I will have another opportunity, and when I come back. I'll have a number six. Well, what's a number six? Well, I still don't know, I, but but it, who it, cares? It probably might, It might be different than what number six yeah. is today, so why it, worry about yeah. it? Yeah. As opposed to my wife, who uh, if we're going to go out to eat and we know where we're going to go, I'll send her the menu in advance because she takes hours. of She wants to call six of her friends, and then she will, she'll get there. She'll ask the people around us. You know, what are you eating? Is it any good? I'm like, what difference does it make if they think it's good? You have different <laughs> taste buds, so why why do you do it? But yet she yeah. just gets so, she wants to make sure that every one of them is just right. And I'm F- like, F- you know what? I'm okay with, yeah. I'm going to have a lot of bad meals before I die. Might yeah. as well be random. Yeah. I'm. Or, and you have some really good ones. You have some things that you would have never imagined. You'd be super
1: surprised. I would never, yeah, I would never do that. I'm probably somewhere between you and your wife. You know, i got the adventure side, but I'm also like... And When I get number four, can you make less dressing? Can you put add more oh. sour cream? I need some, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll adjust whatever's on the menu, yeah. You know, I'll look at it and go, Yeah, no, if I was making See, it, I'd make it like
0: this. And my, my wife traveled a lot with me, and uh, it's and so we'd always have that discussion, you know, where do you want to eat? What do you at least narrow it down to a food type, <laughs> but. Uh, You know, but then along the line, you get those happy accidents. There's a great Italian restaurant down in Salt Lake that I just love. And early on when they were starting out, I love Italian foods. And when I would go in there... Uh, they actually got so familiar and friendly with me that they'd take me back into the kitchen and we would invent stuff. You know, I'd go in there maybe a half hour before lunch and I'd come up with some concoction that was really quite delicious. And and they would all of a sudden it would become a, a, menu, a, a menu item, a menu item next menu. week. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a great idea. But they cook everything from scratch as <laughs> opposed to you know most of your big chains you 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 have the idea that this is from scratch but it's actually manufactured and put in cans and shipped to the location absolutely well this is one of those kitchens where they had all the raw ingredients and yeah it's all part of the it's all part of that finding your way you yeah. know finding a new way let's keep going it's all good if you look at it right it's all good
1: I like that that wisdom about the bad things in life are meant to be things to learn from. Yeah. That's great. Are you a better version than your younger
0: self? I would like to think so. (laughs) I think that is part of the reason we're here is to come out better towards the end, have better things to reflect on than... Yeah, I I made some terrible mistakes. And not that I I learned from them. What's that called? Wisdom, right? So I made a lot of mistakes in my youth, did a lot of things wrong, did a lot of things the wrong way. Uh, I could have done a lot of things better. And in the end, now I'm in a more comfortable spot where I feel I got here through my efforts. I... Again, it kind of goes back. Now, now my mind is diverging back to that idea about the negative people. Yeah, because there was a lot of people in the way, uh, or or that helped me along the way that have since I've sort of had to push aside, um, that maybe don't like my success or whatever. I, I've done a lot of things professionally. I've done a lot of you know a lot of the buildings that you see around the area. We, my firm, the, uh, the company I work for. We, uh, we've we designed a lot of those. And along the way, you just keep getting better. I got to go back to that idea. If you're not, too many people just get stuck. They yeah. find a rut way too early in life, and it becomes a, a real challenge. How do you... But then they find meaning in it somehow, like holding firm to this idea or this belief I had 30, 40 years ago is still of value today. I mean, it, it may not be. This is one of my favorite books. One that you might uh, enjoy is The uh, the Joy of... or The Pleasure of Finding Things Out.
1: The Pleasure of Finding, finding Things, things
0: out. out. And it's about Richard Feynman, who was a physicist, and he writes about... Well, I actually, he's never written any of the books. Everybody writes books about him because he was such an interesting fellow. But in there... If you're going to be a teacher, that's the place to go. That's a great book to start with because it talks about these ideas of improvement, evaluating, uh, reflecting back from a physicist's Yeah, standpoint, Yeah, yeah. It's a purely scientific way. It's not, uh, you know, what does he call it? Cargo cult science. Uh, you know, now it's, I mean, he's talking about real things and his real experiences. And, anyway, know, it's, it's just even a basic thing. Like when he was a kid, he was talking about his dad would explain this dinosaur is 30 feet tall. Well, what does 30 feet tall mean? And his dad would say, well, if we we're up in the upstairs, that dinosaur could reach his head in the window and get you. Oh, all of a sudden, 30 feet tall means something, you know. So the kid, you know, as a kid, you could start to visualize. And anyway, a lot of, a lot of interesting stories in there. But... Uh, yeah, I'd have to show you the book because it's probably the most dog-eared, ragged, uh, what do you call it? Post-it notes yeah. stuck in the margins, a book that I have. It's something else. Something you keep going back to. I do. I, I do because the idea is you keep learning. Yeah, I think there are other books, um, some of
1: these books that when you read them at a different age, they have a completely different meaning. Yeah. Well, you pull something yep. out. Maybe the meaning is similar, but you're pulling out something you missed before because you didn't have a life experience yeah. that, that you could relate to it.
0: See, in most of my library, I have I have a, a key system that I use, but I use a different color every time I read the book. So you'll see variations of old... And it's funny because you go back and you say, well, back then I thought this was important and I scribbled some things. And then 10 years later, I reread the book and I'm like why did I think that was so important? Because now this get, is the yeah, cool thing here. Uh, you yeah. 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 didn't even get a note a second time. So it's always a curiosity. There's always, yeah, even the repeating. Again, the, the whole thing, I, I always wonder what we take with us when we go. I mean, a lot of people think when you're done, you're done and that's it. And, uh, you know, I have a different belief system. I th- think there's something more than just floating through this enormous, you know, the of the space, and we're zipping around, rotating on an axis, and going around the sun, and it's all very predictable and all very interesting. It just seems so very curious to think it's random. So anyway, I, my I tend towards the idea that there, there's something more on the other side. But what do you take with you? You certainly don't take your body. It's in the ground. So you, take- so you take your intelligence and your wisdom. If there was anything you'd take, I mean, if there's, uh, you know, a spirit, yeah, what, what, can you a, what can a soul or a spirit take with it? Yeah, what, I mean, of course, mind you, I just try to make sense of this because as an engineer and having a, you know, a scientific background and things like that, I mean, the whole idea, the whole concept is very incredible. I mean, if you think about it, how strange is this? we're thing zooming l-
1: through space. Well, and we're expanding, and right? The zooming part is yeah. we're expanding at yeah. whatever rate that is. So you, we're, we are moving. Uh, we're, not, what, what, we're not just
0: spinning on the axis. Well, right in our location, uh, where we are here, I think we're moving at something like 700 miles an hour. Spinning around. And 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 moving and a, moving as a, as around universe. the universe yeah. right? So and, it, and then the universe is moving. There's a lot going and, on there. Yeah, I always tell people, you know, even though you feel stuck, you're really moving fast. <laughs> Believe me, it would it, scare it, you to think, think of how, how fast, fast you're we're actually going. moving. Yeah, yeah.
1: You may feel stuck, and, but I promise you.
0: And we're not getting, you know, flying off into little bits and stuff. I, I remember as a kid, I used to think. The people in Australia must have a hard time getting around because I'm sure there was brackets that they mounted to the earth so that they could hook their feet into them to walk upside down. I've been to Australia. They don't do that. It's, that's weird, right? Yeah, on the other side. But it, it, and I mean, all of those things are just incredible. And So anyway, that gets back to the sin. I like to ponder these things. I, I look at it when I see the tiniest little bug, and you just pause, and you look at that little guy, and you're thinking, what? what what is this guy's purpose what how does this all come to be what is uh, what what is the bigger picture here for everybody because there and i just got to think there's something more to it and I think the the big advantage is when, when you leave you you take your wisdom with you because notice in the bible they don't talk about intelligence they always talk about wisdom yeah and you look at the old Testament and some people take it very literally others don't But the thing is, I always say, well, but as wisdom literature, the question isn't did it happen, but what do you learn from what it said happened? Because these are people trying to give wisdom to their uh, yeah. family. I mean, could you imagine? We didn't have HBO back We I mean, didn't have HBO back there on the planes and stuff like that. And, you know, you didn't have cable. You didn't have cell phones. You sat around the fire at night and you shared these stories. What do you learn from before this? And the it wasn't written, just entertainment. Before the written word. Before yeah, there was even yeah. uh, books. It was like, yeah, I had this thing happen. How do I communicate this to my kid? And, you know, I mean... So, it's a lot of wisdom literature. So, I think we take that with us. Let's keep going. That's a good one. So, always something better on the horizon.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of um, taking what, you know, that question of what do you take with you? It's a great, great thing to ponder. I'll have to think about that a bit more. I think we kind of covered this a little bit. You want to? Yeah,
0: I, I think it's similar to the one we. Just yeah,
1: did. I think it's close to. We, there's a you know, it's, the question was have you have you changed as a person over the years, and I think, I think we had a question that was similar, but but the answer was pretty broad.
0: Are you burdened by your past? There are certain things I still beat myself up about. Okay. Um, I've. Yeah. If, how do they say it? People often say, yeah, I'd like to go back and be 20 again, but I'd like to have the the wisdom I had at yeah, yeah, 60 because I don't want to repeat the same thing. Yeah, I don't want to be a 20 year old uh, again, yeah. <laughs> a 20 year old. But, but, you know, I, I've i tried to make amends for it. And well, about 10 years ago, oh, it's been longer than that. Let's say it's more like 15 years ago, I started looking up people from my past uh, because now with the internet and stuff like that, it's easier to find people. Mind you, it's still difficult, but it's yeah. a little bit easier. Maybe you can find them on Facebook or something yeah, like that. You can that. find 20 yeah.
1: Ken Stearns. Yeah. I yeah.
0: may not be the right one, but you can find 20 of me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for somebody. So, and um, those that I owed an apology to, I would send them a letter, very personal, and just say, look, here's this bad thing that I did. And I know I did it. And uh, really? And so I, I'm not asking you to forgive me. Maybe you don't even remember me. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same. For- I just want to get this out of my chest. I did the same thing for people that were part of that that cue ball thing that came over and hit me and knocked me into a new direction, which actually ended up being a huge benefit in my life. And I just sent them a a note saying, thank you. You know, you sent me on a new trajectory and it was the good one. That was, it was meant to be, it was unpleasant at the time, but it was, but it was a good thing. So yeah, like one, one that still bothers me, and I, I wish I knew the kid's name. It was in junior high school in ninth grade. I came to class on the first day, and I had three notebooks. You know, the little spiral, the spiral notebooks. Spiral notebooks, yeah. I know, yeah. and uh, But they were the, the bigger ones. And one of them came up missing. But although this is the interesting. thing, I didn't even notice it was gone. I just, I, mean, I didn't even think about it. I, and I went through, and it wasn't until months later that one of the kids came to school and his brother, his younger brother came in and said, hey, my brother stole this from you. And I said, really? Yeah, I didn't even know. And, and he had stole it from me. And the only thing he asked of me, mind you, this is ninth grade, right? Okay. So, and he, and he just said, look, I have a hard enough time in this school as it is. So just please don't tell anybody. Now, in ninth grade, what do you think I did? Tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I still feel bad about that I because I can't, I have no way to find that person. I'm sure he grew up because he came from a really good family. I'm sure he, I, and when I don't know them by name. I don't remember them by name, but I do remember them. A very good family. Um, you know, they had morals and principles. And, and maybe he was doing it just to get attention. I don't know. For whatever reason, anyway, yeah, I blabbed it out. So, if any of your listeners happen to know of a guy that's talking about this scroungy dude that ruined his life ratted, in the ninth grade, ratted him out for the, yeah, for the let
1: me know for the double thick spiral notebook.
0: But on the other side, the positive thing that came out of that experience was just reflecting on those experiences. What did I learn from them? You know, I would never do that again. Yeah, if I hadn't spent the time to think about what I was that what i'd done wrong but again those people that did stuff right it's important to acknowledge acknowledge them as well i think like i had a teacher uh, interesting enough i was a junior in high school and for the first time i actually felt like i was seen by this one teacher that all all the rest of the time i was always like a back row joe you know i didn't want to be called on don't look at me don't make eye contact. I'll come to school, but just don't try to get me involved. Okay. And he was the one guy that kind of said, huh, I see some potential, maybe some of that love, you know, maybe yeah, he saw yeah. something more in me than I saw in myself. I have no idea, but yeah. So you, you embrace those things. Did he challenge
1: you or just get you to the, what was the interaction like? that you, th- you know, made you remember just that?
0: the, the, um, well, you have a certain level of discussion with your buddies and your friends in school, but at the teacher level, they have a higher level of conversation. You talk about meaningful things yes. and real things, and that's what what he did. And yet, none of my other teachers. It was just like, oh, here's one more of these knuckleheads Yeah. To get to the graduation <laughs> stage. And so, anyway, and it, it was one of those that changed the course of my life. Those are great. To all those teachers out there, you know, we, I think I've said
1: this before once or twice, you know, the power of the words, you know, the, the littlest encouragement can make such a difference. Yeah. Genuine encouragement. Gen- yeah, genuine. And yeah. and the wrong flippant comment can really,
0: really set some kids back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, if my wife was there, she'd tell you a story when she was in. First or second grade, she was learning how to read and going through the old Dick and Jane books. You remember those? Yeah. And anyway, my she she had this habit of she'd pronounce the word, she reads perfectly well. She'd pronounce the word and then she would look at the teacher just to get that approving nod. And the teacher, instead of giving the approving nod, you know, she why do you keep stopping? Just read. And you know, and to this day, <laughs> when somebody when I'm in a group with and my wife is there, and they ask her to read something, you know, like at church or something, I stand up. Oh, <laughs> you know, because she will not read in public because of that. Something that happened when you're in the when, first grade, second yeah, really? grade, something like that. Really, yeah. Sometimes you don't recover. It's a real thing. Yes, it is.
1: Let's keep going. That was, <laughs> oh man, for first. Well, I I had this. Yeah, I don't know, maybe 4th grade or something. A teacher said, "Wow, you write really interesting." She just written something on on something I had submitted. And I mm. struggled, I think, is writing, you know, and and in, in school I was not great in that school. And still like that's when I remember. She wrote just underlined or something mm. and just said, "You wrote that beautifully." Something to that effect that, you know, you have a nice writing style. Mm. And it stuck with me.
0: <laughs> that's good. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't remember any like, of the negative stuff, but yeah. it's crazy. It's Fourth like grade,
0: maybe. Like that maybe. Pool, cue ball.
1: It was a little cue ball. Mm. Do you get treated the way you
0: treat others? You know, I'll take a little different look on this one. Yeah. Because here's what's interesting. Absolutely. You say, it's a short tr- question. You, you, tell, you say treat other people as you would like to be treated. The Golden rule. Yep. But... Do you know how few people actually like to be treated the way they treat other people? Uh, I find it, in, when you look at it from that other side. Yeah, you when know, you flip the question yes. upside down. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden you think, oh, no, no. wait a minute. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of those people that you try to avoid in life. Because uh, there's people that, whether they know it or not, you know, that. They're looking down their nose at you or they treat you like you're you're a suspect in some way yes. or like you're just not good enough, like you're, you're a poser in some way. And yet, I, at the grassroots level, we're all the same. We all have value. We all have reason to be loved and for people to I – mean, we all have different things going on. Um, you know, it. People are at different levels of development. And really what you want to do is bring them up. You know, bring everybody along. Why not yes, Why not make it better for everybody?
1: Bring Let the tide come in, right? You know, raises all the boats. Yeah. Let's try to be that tide.
0: Well, I find that... Well, I, I used to be the, the scout leader in this area. And there was a, a kid down the street... Hey, he wasn't a part of the organization, but he was within the boundaries. And I went down, and I just knocked on the door quite randomly just because, yeah. hey, there's a kid here. He you yeah. want to be in let's scouts? Get him, let's get him in the scouts. And uh, anyway, he came, and we had a ball. And he was really – you know, when he first started coming, he was kind of shy, a little awkward. But he just – you could see him blossoming, and he was doing things and getting advancements. And he was all about the whole program. Uh, then, anyway, when he got out of my group and was going on to the next one, it was interesting that his, his mother came in and, and she started to cry. She said, you have no idea what you've done for my son, because he was so awkward and social. And he says, by doing these things and being praised like tying a square knot and when doing other things and, yeah, and a, we, and we built boom, things you get a and badge. We made stuff and, yeah. and we did all kinds of really cool stuff. And, and it, I didn't know what to say. Cause I mean, to me, it was just one of the boys. I didn't do anything different for him, but to him it made all the difference in the world. So yeah. When I look back at the question about do you, uh, let's see, do you get treated the way you treat other people? Very seldom. I don't treat everybody always the same. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I don't get treated the same by them. Uh, it's I don't know. There, there is a class system. Well, you told me you've been to India, so you know what a class system yeah. looks like. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it was funny when we moved up here. We have people that are that were down on the road. We we're trying to learn people's names and introduce them and there was as you went further down the hill the colder people were to us all the way down to that main road that you came in on and I was like well why and they, they thought well this guy lives up on the hill so he must be one of those snobs you know so they're, they're, they're judging me before we ever have a chance to meet or anything or they're just trying to show off some wealth well no I didn't I got my wealth the old-fashioned way. We—I wouldn't say I have wealth, but hey, when my wife and I we go out to dinner, we still use coupons. Yeah, (laughs) we don't go anywhere. We don't go to the movies when it's in the mainstream theaters and pay fifteen bucks. We wait until it's at the four-dollar cinema. You know, (laughs) it's just we're incredibly frugal, but we're very much as much of them off the hill than probably more so than I have in common with anybody up here. Yeah. I mean, there's doctors and attorneys and, you know, all these things. Uh, and they look at me and say, well, you're an engineer. What are you doing up here? You know, I, I, I know we really need to not. And that was one of the advantages of that airplane conversation is you got to know people at a grassroots level. Like who, who are you?
1: And, and you, you know when you're on the airplane, there's there's no you don't have a car. I can't see your car. I can't you know maybe yeah. I can see your clothes or your watch or your shoes. Trust but me. but yeah. you know a lot of us travel pretty casually.
0: Yeah. So
1: you don't know the person next to you is a millionaire or is on you know is struggling and is on you know needs help from the government. You, yeah. You, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the, airplane is kind of a great equalizer in that. Yeah. At
0: least you're in the regular. It's a good time to. Re- reassess yourself or you know something that i did when i was on the airplane is i always got the exit row
1: you're tall like i am so you
0: probably do the same thing shoot for the exit row absolutely okay so i always made my reservations early enough i always had the exit row and i one day i just sat there and i looked around and i thought you know if this plane did go down let's say we survived but it was a real event you know like a crash at landing or something like that who would I help out first? Would Would I run out first or would I just start grabbing people and pushing them out out there? Or, you know, there's a mother with some kids behind me. Why do I grab them? Do I grab grandpa and grandma? Who, assuming that I'm in any ability, you know, capabilities to to do that. And you start to put yourself in this position and then I say, you don't know their stories either. So, Maybe that one little kid that's over here being an obnoxious brat, he may be the guy that cures cancer. So, okay, maybe I better grab him, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know that yet. So. Uh, so where do I play out in this big picture? It, that was a – I did that a number of times on a number of flights, and I thought, you know, at the grassroots level, I mean, you may have a boat, you may have a penthouse apartment, you may have all these nice things, but – when it gets right down to it, we all fit in the same box.
1: And, and, and,
0: the, and if the plane crashes, we're all got to go out
1: that yeah. door on that wing. Yeah. And, you know, your car not, won't matter. Your watch yeah. may weigh you down. Yeah. If it's real gold, you may sink yeah. to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. But I'm wearing my gold watch.
0: <laughs> all those status symbols uh, that really don't matter in the end anyway. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.
1: It's really about how much kind of wisdom. Yeah, let's Don't pick we- another one. Yeah, it really matters, you know, I think, you know, how you treat people while you're here, make the most of what you've got. Hmm. Oh. I think I'm a, a fan of, of trying to leave the place, you know, a little bit better than when, when I came. Simple approach, right? Yeah. What are the daily things we can do to nourish hope in the hearts of our fellow humans?
0: Hmm. You know, hope is another one of those interesting I, I was, words. <laughs> I'm going to leave it to you to uh, to look that one up because yeah. that is uh, what does hope mean. You know, it, at the core of it, while well, I was talking about my religious feelings and things like that, spiritual things, I, I've had a number of things that have happened that have. Just made it so I was absolutely committed to the idea that there's a supreme being. There's something going on here more than just you live, you die, and that's it. And I, you know, that spurs my hope. Those uh, I'll call them divine impressions. You mm-hmm. call them what you will. We all have them. We all have that capability. It's it's nothing special about me. It's just I look at it, and, and it's important, I think, to ponder on one of those things come kind of like maybe when you're reading that your book dear god am i going to feel spiritual things yes because that's where i'm at that's where my hope is and you've
1: got the and, radar is on
0: yeah and uh and you can find those things in lots of places you can find those opportunities uh anywhere yeah, reading well, I mean, there's, a lot, there's not a whole lot good on TV, that's for sure. But there are some programs that are better than others. There's podcasts like this one. You just look for those opportunities. And you find, I mean, hope is kind of a, a I mean, in our general sense nowadays, it's you're believing in something that you can't see. It's something that's not tangible to you. But the thing is, when you're working in spirit, when you believe that, that that those things are a possibility, all of a sudden you find that hope becomes a knowledge because you had this experience. And, and who knows? You've probably had lots of them. I mean, a, a certain powerful uh, feeling or some kind of an insight that came into you. I, I know, you know, I have a, a notepad, one of the, the, the smaller notepads three ring notepads i've got them upstairs in my office i got them by my bed i got them in my truck i keep i've got seven of them i've got them in my shop downstairs i got one out in my garage here just because you never know when those little tidbits of inspiration come from and you got to say well where did that come from i mean you you were kind of talking about how you had those changes or something happened and you thought this was but okay where was the genesis of all that you may have had a huge premonition of things and uh, people living a better life, and how can I make an impact? Maybe you got to that point in your life, like we all do. I, you know, I'm looking like I look back at my life and I think, did I matter? You know, like what's that uh, Christmas program that? Uh, oh, uh, Christmas, not Christmas you know, story. Oh, um, uh, we're going J- to J-
1: J- J- Jimmy Stewart. Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, what was the name of it? Yeah, it's a wonderful. life. It's a wonderful life. There yeah, yeah, there we go. go. Yeah, and see, when you're young, do you ever think about that? I never thought about. I thought I had plenty of time. Am I going to make a difference? Who cares? I'm in it for me. And now all of a sudden, I'm at, you know, I've got four kids and eight grandkids, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, Did, am I making a difference? Am I transferring what wisdom I have to them? In an effective way, not in a preachy, teachy kind of way, not in a a domineering way, but are they learning from my experiences? Like, I can remember learning from my grandfather's experiences and my dad's experiences, you know, and he probably learned from his. Am I passing down the knowledge or am I leaving that up to the teachers, you know, at this school? Because... Yeah, well, I think we miss a huge opportunity there if, we, if we're not engaged and or or educating them. How do you go about having a spiritual experience like I was telling you earlier about the Mount Hood and the little flowers? I mean, there was a certain, there was a huge amount of awe, but when it got right down to it, I was just mesmerized by this. It's, it's the little things. Too many people are waiting for some kind of angels to come down and conk them on the head. You know, don't be surprised that the direction you're taking and the reason you're doing this came about through more divine, I you know, I setting think, than than just happenstance or hey, I've got a few years before I retire. I think I'll go do this. It, I think the
1: signs are there. The angels are there. there. Yeah, or the angels, be. but they don't look like angels. It could be you know it could be the car accident you get into. Yeah. Yeah. Right that that you're supposed to that's supposed to happen for some reason. The person you meet on the plane.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's that, not all it's, it's signed, not, all signs. Signs the are there. Of course I'm one that I believe in the that big picture anyway. And it, it and it's interesting. Um you know, some people, I well, as I went through school, mind you, I was like, uh, kind of like you were saying, I wasn't the greatest student I when I was in high school and stuff, but when I got in college, I'd really sorted myself yeah, out. And yeah, I started later no choice. than most people, but I started thinking, you know, I'm investing money in this, so I might as well make the best of it. And I did quite well in school, but it was funny because there was other people that had similar mindsets coming in. And yet, as we went through, I became more and more mesmerized by the curiosities of the world, and yet, and it drove me more to a spiritual place, believing uh, that there was some, that there's got to be a bigger purpose, whereas other friends that were in the same spot, they, they started saying, well, oh, so that's how that works, so that that takes the mystery away, so, uh, and so they ended up going in a different direction, away from a sense of spirit. And that that's unfortunate. I don't know why I I, I just ended up with, with every class I took, I was always like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, how did that happen? And other people were like, oh, you know, like gravity. I know every, <laughs> they tried to explain gravity in a lot of ways, but what a curiosity. You know? I, I, at the end, what a curiosity. Mean, well, yeah, it, yeah it, in its fundamental chunks, what a... Isn't that bizarre? It makes us other the people in Australia don't have to walk around with little hooks on the, in yeah. the earth or on their shoes in order to get around. And what a fantastic, uh, I don't know, I, I like the idea. Um, and it's funny, I, I do socialize with a lot of people, you know, doctors and stuff like that. I mean, have you ever gone to your doctor and looked at that big chart of the body that's up there with yeah. all the, the bowels and everything? And I'm sitting there and I look at that every time and I'm like, this is is so weird you know I mean there's, a, I said there's a lot of really bizarre stuff inside there's a lot of, of engineering going on yeah here, like and it's it's really cool uh, but it, it just it never ceases to amaze me you think think of how much we do even the movement of your fingers and stuff the ability to walk and uh, anyway mm-hmm. it's all a grand adventure I think and all of that it just leads me to believe I I have Maybe beyond hope, I have a very strong uh, belief, maybe even bordering on the the edge of knowledge, to say, yeah, these something crazy is going on here, something absolutely amazing, and it, we're all going to be, we're all a part of it, and I have no idea what it's all about. And that's where that's where you always end up with a challenge too, is there's too many people that say they know, you know, they always are defining stuff, and I think the best we've got is the tip of the iceberg. Uh, and, and then the iceberg is very large, but we're just looking at a little piece of it, and it's an amazing and a miraculous piece. And, and I love the curiosity of not knowing. Um, I, or, or on the other hand, I also love the benefit of knowing. Yeah, I know how to calculate gravity, and I know all the things that affect it, and I can use it in my calculations and do stuff. But, but I've never lost sight of the wonder of where the heck, yeah, gravity. <laughs> Well, then how does it so?
1: How does it work with us? Like we talk about spinning. Not the yeah. We're spinning around. We're spinning, and then we're we're rotating mm-hmm. around the sun, and then all the time expanding the yeah. universe. Yeah,
0: we're moving in f- at least three directions. Yeah, and then we end up because the molten, the Earth is molten on the inside. We end up with these gravitational fields going around it, or not, not gravitational, but uh, magnetic fields yeah. going around it that make it so as we're zooming through space, we don't get hit with all this you know, things that would kill us or... Been, it just doesn't, know, yeah. It, it just, there's, and, and again, some people go, you you know, I took the physics classes and the chemistry classes and all that stuff. And, and some people lost hope. They just said, oh, well, I understand it. No, You understand the, the principles, how we apply it. But where did it all come from? What a strange, what a strange place we're in. I mean, everything about this is quite curious. And, and, and you know, maybe that's the thing. You want to, I, I wouldn't dash anybody's hope. I, I get people that say, oh, you're what an idiot. He, you know, he believes in God or thinks, this. And, well, I could say the same about you. But, you know, here's the thing. And I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let anybody's opinion dampen my hope because I've spent the time, time evaluating, yeah. looking, pondering
1: well, and if you have a choice of being an atheist or not, I mean, it's a, it's a choice based on, you know, I think a lot of things. But if you, if you become an atheist, you you close out all the mysteries, yeah. all the wonder, yeah. all the wonderment's gone. What a terrible way. I mean, for me, I, I, we just interviewed, you know, someone who professed atheist, or at least at that point in her life. She's young, and she's come out of a religion, strong religious mm-hmm. background, and she's come out of that. And so the reverse has happened, Right and I was sharing that you're probably on the journey still, you know, to say you're this, you might want to say, this is where I'm at right now. But I, I left her with a note, you're on the journey, you mm-hmm. know, the, you, you're, trust me, you're still young. You're going to, you'll be <laughs> something else before you're something else, Yeah. you know, and, and don't close yourself off to the wonderment of, Yeah. wow, okay. how did all that happen? Or what could it be? Uh, or what happens when yeah. you die? You don't yeah. just want to think you're going to go into the ground. Okay, that's fine. You can have that. But now maybe think, what if not?
0: Yeah. That's... Yeah, you know, you know, a few years ago, uh, pre-COVID, uh, I saw a, it was an advertisement on Facebook, interesting enough, and it was for the College of Geology or okay. Ge- Physical Sciences up at the uh, Utah State University. And they were encouraging their alumni to go on this annual trek. And we went down to Moab. And it was past professors, uh, students, graduate students. The the students, the graduate students had to go. That was our field trip. But I've been down to the Moab area. And if you haven't been there, you definitely want to go
1: that that
0: way. You want to enjoy the Red Rocks and all of the, the beauty and everything that's down there. But anyway, it was so refreshing because they get back to the real scientific side of things, Um, meaning that they say things like, well, we think this happened. And, And they had no qualms about saying, yeah, we don't really know, but at one time this chunk used to be up at that elevation, you know, 100 feet higher, and see this rock color? Notice it's right, you know, and so there's these huge earthquakes and these things happened and and they're trying to theorize, but they're no, nobody's talking in absolutes. Nobody says this is what happened. We all say, well, here's what we think happened and this happened, and that happened. And so, and, and that's what true science looks like. Not being afraid of not knowing, which is, by the way, that would come out of that book i was It'd talking be, about yeah, as well. Well, yeah. yeah i mean he, he talks about that it's i'm perfectly fine not knowing right you know at least but i but it gives me reason to think about it to reevaluate it and think about it and it was so refreshing as opposed to now well like uh, you know whether you believe in climate change or not the way we got hooked into all this stuff wasn't by open and objective discussion it wasn't no, it was either you agree or you're going to get fired. And so all of a sudden you get people say, well, we have 500 people that all agree. Well, yeah, they're afraid they wouldn't have a job if they didn't. I mean, did, do you remember all the hubbub that went on? See, that's not that's not from my perspective. That's not science. That's not proper science. Lay everything out. Tell us what's yeah. in there. Show us all your data. Show us the facts and figures. Let's talk <laughs> real stuff. Uh, you know, don't distort the graph for your own benefit. Uh, you know, I looked at one of the government websites, and they cut off a huge amount of data pre-1930. It was like, so they're looking at just this last little branch. And I'm like, why would you do that? You know, because we know we got data way back into the 1800s. 18, yeah, we have data. You here. know, and... Now it's, it's open and it's free to evaluate and people will argue and they can discuss and people will have new ideas and, and better ideas. But when you shut it down to just say, this is the problem and here's the track we're on, yeah, you end up with nothing but uh, maybe you ended up in the wrong spot. And that's, and that's regardless up. whether you're believing, you know, because I mean, people think, uh, oh, well, this... Uh, change you know climate change is a really big it's a real thing yeah but how let's talk about not that it's a real thing because every time somebody comes into this world there's a change right so everybody that comes in and depending on what mankind is doing with the earth or even what the animals are doing yeah it all has an impact there's i don't doubt that at all but how much what's What's real? See, and the reason I I get skeptical is I I used to teach computers when they were first out. I would teach. uh, Do you remember Word Perfect? Yeah, Word Perfect, Lotus. Yeah, Lotus. Yeah, those old programs. And it was funny because I was talking to a group, and it was funny because these were. Well, I wasn't talking. I was teaching a group about how to use these computers, and I would go into their facility and show them how to use it, and this. This particular group, I thought it was funny. What they wanted to know was, because you could print these graphs, you come up with these graphs, and the graphs tell the story. And they weren't interested in publishing all the facts. They were publishing the facts they wanted. And there was the the media. These people were all from the media. And I was just laughing. I'm like, you know, I watch you guys on the news at night, you know. But it was and they were learning how to distort it, you know, if you exaggerate this graph or, or yeah, maybe, maybe the line is very slow. But, and there, but if you exaggerate the scale, you, scale yeah, right, yeah. you can do all kinds of things to, to bend the data all out of distortion. And there's way too much of that. And people follow that like Devotees. Luckily, though, for me, I have lots of other resources where you can go and find the data that you really wanted da- to, yeah, to see the, yeah. to actually make an educated guess. But as so those geologists, it was really fun. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm back with real scientists again. You know, people that are inquiring and questioning yeah, well, they don't have an agenda, and, right? They're there and, to yeah. they're they're there to and to
1: even learn from each other. They, they
0: were perfectly happy to not know. To not know. I'm perfectly happy to not know. To and in the end we'll know everything. But
1: in the end we'll know everything. This came up the other day in in one of the discussions. Somebody said, "I can't wait to know everything." Yeah, I I can't. I'm not in a hurry to die, but I but I can't wait to know. Yeah,
0: Yeah. there's a lot. I say that the tip of the iceberg is interesting. It's enough to keep our attention, or it should be. But to remember who the rest that... of the iceberg should be interesting to view as well. <laughs> yeah, I years ago I actually contacted a travel agent. I said, you know, I was watching PBS and there was icebergs floating out into the ocean. I says, I want to go there. She's like, Are you? Why would you want to do that? Are you crazy? What? Nobody's ever asked me for this. I says, Well, but. There's a place as the icebergs are coming down where the seafloor is kind of high and they hit it because they're moving with the the tides, the, the flow. And then they roll and stuff. And I said, so I, I want to see oh, that. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. I'm surprised that that would be a tourist attraction. I would love to go see that. But she couldn't find anything. I told her exactly where I wanted to go. And she's like, that's kind of weird request and you know where you're going they don't have hotels and maybe we can find a fishing boat and put you on that yeah sometimes that's what hey it's all all part of the fun it's all part of the journey and and we're all in a journey whether we like it or not whether we know it or not some people finished their journey a long time ago because they just gave like you said they just stopped learning and
1: stopped and close your mind off it's easy to see
0: yeah well, and just think how these interviews and talking with these people that you've talked to—how has that changed you? I mean, you were asking me that question. How does that change you? Oh, it's. This has been.
1: Yeah, I will be a different person when I, even before I finish, and I'm already, I'm already a bit different. Yeah, uh, it's already opening my eyes. Um, I am. I'm getting some wisdom from people by listening and letting the jar take us through, I've learned people have very similar views on the important things. Mm -hmm. We have a lot more in common than you would think based on what you see on Facebook and the news, and they want to promote dissension, it seems. want to promote the most extreme views of every angle, of every side. So if you're on the right, they're going to find the craziest person on the right they can find to make everybody on the right look like a lunatic. And they're going to find some lunatic on the left. That's going to make everybody on the left look like a lunatic. And, you know, and then they're going to, that's the spotlight. And those people end up on good God, they end up on news programs. You know, those are people well, reading the news every night. Well, people.
0: And, and it goes back to the first question you asked it was about the charities. Remember? Yeah. And, yes. Well, News media organizations are a form of charity also. Uh, They work off of donations in the form of ads sold. Hmm. They get raises and they make money. They make profit based on how many people watch. So it's to their benefit to have the wackadoodles on the fringes Uh, and to get these loyal people sitting and watching. uh, and Because then they can say, well, we have so many subscribers or we have this or we have that. And, uh, so anything on the mainstream media, whether it be in print or radio or TV and bless them, I know a lot of these people, um, they're selling a product, not information. It's a pr- they're I- trying to sell a product, which is the ad spaces that they're trying to sell. Yeah, we, that's, if we get more people to watch, the more we can charge for our ads, and and it's good. does anybody care about right and wrong or truth? No, not no. There, well, okay. So, what about truth? Another can good we, word. Can What's, we divert for we, just a second? On that, what the truth is? Is that word <laughs> yeah. in the Old Testament? <laughs> I, actually, I've never looked it up. I've never really researched it. But you think about the truth. Look at the world we live in today. You know, you well. Okay, so I saw first when my daughter was about, oh, she would have been nine years old going to school, and, uh, and she, maybe nine, maybe eight, something like that. Anyway, we were doing some basic math. Let's just say it was two plus two, and it equals four. And she'd say two plus two equals five. I said, no, it's two plus two is four. And she'd start to, to cry and whine about it. And, she's, and she'd say, well, you're making me feel bad. My teacher says you shouldn't make me feel bad. I says, well, but two plus two is four it's not five and she says well my teacher says it doesn't matter if I get it right as long as I feel good about myself huh? and, <laughs> and and I that was the first yeah that was not a pleasant experience we That's had a very hard discussion after that <laughs> the uh, oh goodness but but where we went from that was um, you started to see these attitudes come up of well it's my truth and I, I heard her and her friends, and everybody had their truth. Well, okay, you have your truth, but there's still a bigger truth out there. I mean, you're looking at a little segment of it, right? And so you see these journalists, and they report things with such earnestness. They're so sincere, and they'll have tears in their eyes and emotions in their voice, and they'll be all animated. But they're selling a sliver of that truth. No one's looking at the whole pie. They're looking at this little tiny piece. And and then when things go well, and they kind of rely on the fact that people have really short memories. Wow, that pie is spoiled. Yeah, Run to the next pie. Yeah, let's <clears> find <throat> the next thing. Absolutely, it sort of reminded me of uh, I had a, a a guy that I knew that uh, he would unfortunately had committed suicide. Hmm. But it started out that there was a business dealing that it went bad and some things happened and the news started digging into it. The paper, local paper was digging into this guy and people associated with him and oh, this guy sells this kind of product to these companies and and all of a sudden he loses his business, he lost his business, he lost his, his marriage, he lost his family. I mean, they just drug him into the mud and it turned out in the end he was exonerated, all charges. Everything was dropped. It, it wasn't what it looked like, what the, the media had made it out to be. Well, okay. So you read his obituary in the paper, and right off to the side is, yeah, this is the guy that was, you know, they, and they, they still, they never retracted <laughs> the story. They never retracted the story. Oh. I mean, how can they... But they they gave their truth, right? Not the whole truth. They didn't wait until everything came together and you understood. They ruined the guy's life, took him to the end, and then they're still yeah. pestering him.
1: Still threw a little dirt on top of the yeah. dirt.
0: Well, I got asked to go to uh, to look at a building that had been fire damaged. And it just so happened that it was... Uh, a particular group of people that they were all about. Oh, this is blah, blah, blah. They hate this. They hate us and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we went through the whole research, the, the TV, it's all on every news station. Oh, yeah, this place was firebombed and something that started all this damage and all this whole neighborhood. They hate this kind of particular group of people and, and they're like, we never, you know, and the people that are there in yeah, the building, action. they're like, oh, yeah, we've, ne- we've never felt safe here, you know. It turned out that this person, they'd had a barbecue and they put the hot ashes into a plastic garbage can. That's where the fire started. Now, do you think the news Print or radio or TV ever said anything? Yeah, did never they could. ever come back and retract? Yeah. Say, oh, guess what? We found this thing out. You know, so so it's not this neighborhood, and all the neighbors are walking around going, "What did we ever do to those people?" You know, yeah, we're we we, gonna get fired. We always, uh, yeah. I mean, they just put hot ashes into a garbage can, and they thought that it had been, you know, yeah. neutralized. Yeah. It had been well, there for a couple of days, ha- and it happens. Yep, and it does. But but to how many people? people that saw those newscasts are still thinking, all those people that live along that area, yeah, they don't like this particular group of people. And it's all it's, it's a, all a bunch of Yeah, there's truth so is a,
1: truth is a funny word. Yes. Like love and hope. You know, I never
0: yeah. put all those words together. So you if you if you look at it, everybody's got this idea that there's they can have their own truth. Well, that's like driving down the freeway. You want to go 100 miles an hour? No. The, the general truth is 75. That's the speed limit. You know, but you get people that feel very, what, what do we call them now, entitled? Yeah. Like they're somehow self-righteous, attitudey people that think they know better than anybody else, and they're going to do their truth. And that's, so that's how we got into that problem. I think it's I think it's a challenge uh, to get to the whole truth because it's so limited now it's hard to find and I think the people that are going to come out the best on the other end are those that yeah. read and ponder things that offer value yeah. and, and it's not on the news I haven't since my friend killed himself I haven't read a newspaper and I won't you know I won't frequent any of the places you know like ELC and the in the airports and stuff like that this you know different news organizations I won't go into I don't watch the news I can pick up my news I can get better information just by doing my own research and and reading books that make you don't you can't just read something. you got to ponder it. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's a huge difference. I've seen people that can read, you know, two, three books a month, and and you ask them what was the first one about, and they don't even know, oh, something about this. Well, what did you learn from it? Oh, nothing. It was just, you know, well, what a waste of time. But it's because they're not working with books that are – give them something to think about where you stop and you ponder and you say a paragraph
1: you have to look at the paragraph for
0: you know 20 minutes what does this mean what does this mean it's so hard to find good literature anymore it's uh, just because there's so much minutia out there Uh, you well yeah take a look at the even even the novels we have now they're written at such a low intelligence level just no offense, but there's but they of, are. Because there's no meat in them. They're just trying to give sell a book and, and make it easy and then people feel like they accomplished something. Well, but what did you gain from I used to, my kids would used, used to watch TV, and I'd say, okay, well, you can sit down there, but I want you to just take a notepad and write down everything that you think they do wrong. <laughs> you must
1: see what a great dad you <laughs> and, are. And then we,
0: then we would sit back and we'd say, so what did you learn from it? And they'd say, well, nothing. So really, you wasted a half hour of your life watching this program just because all your buddies say, oh, you ought to watch this program. It's so funny. Well, okay, I mean, I watch things, and I, is it funny, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you need those, but do you need them every day? At, you know, at exactly 3.30, you got to have this program, then at 4 and stuff. You know, and think. And it's funny because now all of them, none of them watch TV or watch those programs. It's like, why am I going to waste my time doing that? But yet there's people that live by them. Some, where, some real we, scary stuff on TV. Where are we going to find our truth, uh, the real truth? It's, <laughs> it's hard. It's out there somewhere. You can start with a geology department, just about anywhere. I think, <laughs> at least they're still, they're still open and objective uh, in their evaluations of things. We're
1: about at the end of the the end of the battery life, which is oh. a, probably also a good time. It's been an hour. It's been an hour and a half already. Oh, it's fantastic. Time flies yeah. faster than uh, faster than I thought. Um, maybe ask you, Barry, anything you want to share, um, you know, like a wrap-up thought for the, for the audience after, after a few questions and some good, some good dialogue. What would you, anything you want to leave with the audience?
0: You know, I would go back to what we talked about a little earlier, and that is don't wait. I'll tell you one other story about that. When I was first out of college. There was a contractor, and he was really a great guy. He'd come into our office and always wanting you know, this or that done. And every time he came in, he was always telling us down to the day when his retirement was going to be. And I first started meeting him a couple of years before he was going to retire. Every time he came in. He could give you to the day, how many days, not months, but how many days until he retired? 1,400. And and they started making all these big plans, him and his wife, and they bought a Winnebago, you know, one of those motorhome things, and they were going to travel and do all this and that. And and he was a guy that he was all about the company, you know, the company man. And so he invested, he didn't have any, uh, rarely took a vacation for anything. And so he was going to retire a little bit early, but anyway, the sad thing is he came in a couple of weeks before he was actually set to retire, and he told us that he had cancer and it had spread wildly throughout his body, and he was dead before he had a chance to go anywhere. So he put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off, and in the end, there was nothing. You know, I mean, he he spent the last remainder, last few weeks of his life you know, in the hospital and things like that. So my advice would be don't put it off, you know, tell those people that made a difference in your life. Thank you. Uh, tell the person, people that you owe apologies to. Thank, you know, let them know, uh, spread the hope, help lift other people up and, mm. and don't, don't put it off. Don't think you're going to write some big memoir and people are going to read to it and see it as great literature share it now get out there and you know be a part of a better world not just a Mm. part of the world but be a part of making the world a better Better place
1: place. some great some great uh, takeaways for me um you know i love this the truth what is the definition of truth what's the definition of love hope um some great some great sharing some great wisdom Mm. um uh, Barry just thank you very much for it's great to you know to meet you through a friend and and your openness right just to get a uh, a text message from a total stranger um through <laughs> through an acquaintance yeah. and here I am in your home and you invited me in like a friend like an old friend and and to share some deep deep experiences it's been great I really thank you very much for well, for sharing everything and I'm sure the
0: audience is going to love this episode well thanks for inviting me to be a part of it yeah. and good luck Thank I look, you. i look forward to listening to more of the podcast. So. Yeah,
1: glad we got another we got another fan. <laughs> you know, one more fan. Uh, again, thanks everybody for listening to the jar. Uh, appreciate all the, the the fine comments, and please do share uh, as much as you can uh, with friends and family. We need all the earball, ear ears and eyeballs uh, <laughs> that we can on the project. And I'll talk to you again. Uh, signing out from. Um, from here in salt lake city uh, the salt lake city area and on my way to wyoming i'll talk to you then cheers thanks for listening to this episode of the jar if you would like to be one of our guests please email the jar at gmail.com or follow the journey on your favorite social media platform see you all on the road